Wait, I might have right. snapped actually. So yeah, I like to pretend right. I'm in a salsa thing, just like. <laughs> <laughs> is that all right? Is that no, only, only when it's we're fine. recording, or you like Pretty to much. pretend you're in a salsa thing all the time? Wait, only wait, like like a salsa dance, or like you like to pretend that you're in a big tub of salsa, giant yeah, like tub a of pool. salsa? No, that's really what pool I want to pretend. Yeah, it's at like yeah, a yeah. huge fucking thing of salsa. Why what, stop at tub? Why? Yeah. What kind of salsa? Mild. I can't do the, the spicy. Is like it's a little too much. But like um, a like a a red salsa, a, a pico. Like what, what kind are, of salsa? What are the other salsas? Wait, like Ted, a mango you, salsa. I forget. Do you not like spicy food? I really love spicy food, but I can't eat it. I am such a oh. bitch about it. Maybe like a, a I don't green think we salsa? should get married anymore. You can eat all my spicy things. I don't know which salsa. Can it can it just be guacamole now? Because I really want guacamole. Actually, but I like them paired. You, no, you just said you were pretending you were in a in a salsa thing. Can I do salsa in guacamole? And then you could like, do it. That'll cover it. You sure. could do an avocado salsa. A what? I say you can do salsa and guacamole. There's, oh, I, hey, I was thinking an avocado salsa would be a type of dance. Don't let people put. Yeah. <laughs> don't Thank let people you, define Camden, salsa for, for letting, you. Yeah, for letting exactly. me control my own destiny. Your own salsa <laughs> destiny. My own salsa destiny. The most important destiny, right up there with being a Pokemon master. I, I mean, there there are master. in fact new Pokemon that got announced like yeah, last week. I, I saw pictures of them. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird, like a clown dog. No, no, it's a shit. seal. It's a seal with a little ball on its nose. Yep, that makes way more sense. Yeah, right, because it got yep. the seal. Yeah, okay. So I looked at it, I was like, "That's a fucking clown dog. That's weird." It, it's like a circus seal. The other one, there's also uh, there's it's a, a little seal. There's mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, any yeah, chance okay. I have, I try. I try. Uh, there's also there's also a little owl with a little bow tie, which is pretty cool. It's a it's it's the grass type, so its bow tie is made out of a leaf. Very classy. And a cat that appears to be on fire called the Litten. Because it's like a kitten. Get it? Only it's lit. It's Get lit. lit. It's Brat. a lit kitten. That yeah. kitten is fucking lit. That kitten <laughs> got... I know which one I'm going to choose. That kitten got <laughs> yeah. deep into the catnip, if you know what I'm saying. That kitten is fucking... Go- what are you blazing. saying? I'm confused. That kitten is blazing. Oh, I'm saying... It's on I'm fire. Saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, gotcha. I'm saying that... <laughs> fucking that, going to die soon. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that, that maybe that kitten is a little underage to be hitting the catnip as hard as it is, is what I'm I saying. I think that kitten is going to soon be a skeleton. I was going to go skeleton kitten, but it wasn't going to work, so I didn't. No, no, you cut Just that one the off. record. The Guys, yeah. welcome to the sounding board. Welcome back to the sounding board. I'm Josh Schmidtline. I'm the host of the sounding board. These guys... uh well, there's there's Camden Taylor, the hair of the sounding board. Hey, who's Shabazz? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I encouraged this. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I hate there's you also... so much. <laughs> there's also Ted Hooker, Theodore Challenge, Hooker, the uh, second. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> the barista <laughs> of the sounding board. God damn it. Uh, can, you, can you make me a triple-double with whip, please? For Oh, you said barista. I was still distracted by Hey Who Shabazz to hear that. <laughs> I'm so mad. I keep were thinking you, he's going to run out of ideas. Were you going to try... All... 
I thought huh? you were going to try and poach it. It's I, impossible. You know, it's impossible like, to run out of ideas because I can just put it on different words. Yeah, yeah I'm catching on to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just too afraid of it. That's my problem. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I'm scared of it. I think you gotta you gotta beat him to the punch. And yeah, I don't know. That was introduce that was me first. One. Then it didn't it didn't rhyme. It's true. Oh, no, it didn't rhyme. That's true. But you know what does rhyme? Se- several lyrics on this album. <laughs> I was expecting rhyme. a better yes. transition than that. God damn so it! So many lyrics on this album. What what, yeah. what album was, is this album? <laughs> this this uh, week. Oh man, that was actually good, Ted. Nailed it. This you. week we're here to talk about Black Up by Shabazz Palaces. Camden, you chose this album. So uh, I thought it was Palakis. We're going yeah, to be expecting please. you to. We're going to be expecting you to introduce the album here in a little bit. But first, uh, interesting concept. First, <laughs> guys, I want to. I found a picture of Chris Christie. Pouring a bag of M&M's into a larger bag of M&M's, and I want to make it like the clip art for this week. I don't. Do we, I don't know why. Do we have clip art every week. Yeah, do we? No, no. <laughs> We've never no, had we that. don't have clip art. Any <laughs> maybe weeks. I'll maybe I'll just start like putting a link to a random picture. Just in throw the, show the image notes. in like the description or something. Yeah, 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 no, yeah definitely, definitely do the, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, have like a weekly picture that we decide on. That's weekly. actually funny. Week, bi-weekly, whichever. I don't really I, feel, I feel like as long as it's tangentially related to one of the things that we talked about, it's probably all right. And this, uh, now that we've talked about it, this picture of Chris Christie pouring a bag of M&Ms into a bigger bag of M&Ms is related to the podcast. I, I think it? we can do it. I think we can. Mm. Mm. I, mm. There's, there's candy news afoot, but we don't have to talk about it. Oh my god, just talk about it. You've already I kind of want to talk about it. Obviously, we're going to force it right, to right. happen. Guys, Jesus, guys, tell Jesus us about fucking Christ. <laughs> guys, so there are... I, apparently, this is like month-old news, but somehow I haven't heard about it because I am not exposed to very many ads uh, the way that I live, which is to say I don't do many things that involve ads, and when I do, I generally like... There's a route to pay an extra dollar to remove Sid ads, and I normally go for it. We should but... really talk to the CEO of ads about how he's yeah, messing yeah. that up. Oh, Subaru uh, Sufjan. Yeah, Sufjan is yeah. not pleased. Um, but, so, I've been using Spotify again. Uh, the free version, not the paid version, because I already pay for Apple Music, because I'm dumb, but also I want to listen to some Dr. Dre now and again, as you do. And, uh, what the fuck was that? Hmm? That was a really weird sound. Um, anyway. Bird? Probably bird. Probably birds. It's probably some birds. Probably some birds. Anyway. <laughs> so, I was on Spotify and it threw up an ad that said M&M now has like three varieties of the peanut M&M. They have the coffee nut M&M, the honey nut M&M, and the chili nut M&M, which sounds kind of gross now, out of here. now that I think oh about it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure none of those are nuts, just for yeah. clarity's sake. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a peanut in the center with whatever we said beforehand packed around it. So it's not right. a coffee bean. No, it's so not it's a coffee bean. So it's a peanut bean. with, like, co- coffee grounds? Yeah, <laughs> as far as that sounds I like peanut tell. with fucking coffee trash. Uh, it, yeah. <laughs> 
Used it's coffee co- grounds. <laughs> yeah, All right, no, it, they're definitely going to be used. It may actually be a coffee bean in the center of it, but it is called coffee nut M&M's, so I think it's probably a peanut. Surrounded by, like, gross coffee shit. Also, like, I'm looking at a picture of apple M&M's, and I'm really confused. I, mm, this is a dark path. Why are this we is... still talking about M&M's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah All right. So much time for M&M's. So, so here's the problem with having a podcast where we're all in different places. Because if we were all here, I would have brought in bags of these and we would taste test them. Instead, they already have them out? Yeah, they've been out for like a month and I just haven't seen them apparently. Hmm. Instead, I'm just going to talk about them so that next time we get together... You can look forward to my shitty review of Bad Candy. It's going to be great. Aren't you're you going to review them next time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give a live M&M review. It's going oh to be awesome. Oh, my God. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't I wait for that. cannot wait. <laughs> I can tell you're super excited. I, I will not wait for that, actually. I <laughs> want it to happen now or not yeah. happen. <laughs> right, give them give a zero or a ten. Let's yeah, move on. Yeah, go. Come on, Josh. All right. Um, uh, I, I, they're probably all Ted's. Probably yeah, they're, they're going to be garbage. Yeah, yes. they sound really gross. Actually, like the mm. so that yeah no that that was like the most interesting thing that happened to me today was I found out about these M and M's and got intrigued. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I want to know. So, you guys have to be with me on this, right? Sometimes you just have to know, right? Yeah. Like, am I alone on this? Like, sometimes you have to know, like. Okay, I, I saw a pineapple habanero sour beer from, like, a mid-range oh. brewery, and I had to know. So I bought a bottle of it, and I gave it a try, and it was all right. It wasn't amazing. Um, I had the same thing happen the other day with a, with a watermelon lime beer from the brewery that, that, uh, that makes Fat Tire. That one was actually kind of all right, but sometimes you just have to know. I'm pretty good at fighting that. I like to never know anything. Yeah, um, I like to remain ignorant. Yeah, <laughs> you guys really are the just worst. keep that ignorance, level. Ignorance is the answer. You guys mm-hmm. are the worst. <laughs> All right, I'm just All saying. Right. All right, fine. No, if you don't need to know, then I guess you don't need to know. I don't need to know about the new M M&M and M flavors. My dad, especially. <laughs> <laughs> I have made more than I will, one bad... I will actually probably forget about them in about ten minutes. I have made more than one bad... <laughs> yeah, I imagine it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Because I had to know. Like, frog legs. Frog legs are oh, not... Oh, I'll totally eat frog legs eventually. Yeah. They're not great. They're like fishy chicken. Like, I like fish and chicken, so... But that's mm, excellent. It's not an amazing combination. Like, they're okay. They're alright. But, like, I'd rather have a chicken leg. Than a frog leg. Nine times out of ten. Uh, um, fucking uh, sweetbreads. Sweetbreads. I had to know. Like a brioche or like a Hawaiian roll? What are you talking about? Oh, no. That, that, a sweetbread is um, basically... It, it's cuts of meat from typically the uh, pancreas or the thymus gland. So it's oh. like weird parts of the animal that get deep fried and then dipped in stuff. I had to know. They call them sweetbreads? Like, Sweetbreads, yeah, that's what they're called. There's not much bread involved. What's up with in that? that. <laughs> well, mm, I mean, there, there, <laughs> there are other things that are similarly misleading. Like, uh, well, yeah, pen, that doesn't give cheese. an excuse for being misleading. <laughs> head cheese is the best cheese. I eat yeah. that every morning. 
Uh, hey, uh... <laughs> no. Are, there, are, there are only a couple things that are just like a bridge too far for me food-wise. Like, there are a couple things. Um, so, so the day after I ate the sweetbreads, so the night I was eating them, I was like, man, these are delicious. And then the entire next day, I was like, oh, fuck. I ate something's brain. Like, and I was getting really stressed out about it. It was that stressed you weird. out. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I ate something's brain. That's really, mm, I don't know how I feel about... And it wasn't in the moment. It was just after the fact. But that's how you get their courage and their strength. I'll eat something's brain. Yeah. Give it. Give me a brain right now. I'll, I'll yeah. eat it right now. I'll, I'll eat it then, live. Then, then ne- the next... <laughs> yeah. I'll give a live review of a brain. That sounds way more interesting than a live review of M&M's. <laughs> yeah. Having held brains before, they're like super not appetizing. No, I mean they're out. they're like a weird gelatin. Yeah, oh no, 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 they're they're pretty not, solid. not like gelatin, but like they're they're tiny and they're strange. I, like well, super... it depends on what kind of brain, but yeah. No, but all I... brains are the same size, Josh. Human, yeah. human brains are, are actually, like, everyone tells you that human brains are pretty large, but it's not until you actually, like, hold one in your hands that you're like, wow, this this fits inside <laughs> of a head? Like, that was a real experience I had. I was, I, mm, mm, I was surprised mm. at the <laughs> size and weight of that human brain. There's a sexual joke in there. Yeah, yeah. I, was try- I was trying to come up with it. <laughs> I know. I'm really mad I couldn't. <laughs> the phrase surprise with the size and weight was... Yeah, I was like, this it was ripe. Yeah. It was ripe. And then oh, he's like, man. oh yeah, I'll show you. Good thing mm. neither of us are witty enough to come yeah, up with something. What a fucking shame. I can say that the was best such a good shit. setup. Oh, Fuck. I can say the, the dumbest shit on here and you guys just can't capitalize it. It's the best. We can uh, sometimes. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah, like, you okay. do. Yeah. Mm, you do Not get me well. pretty, pretty effectively sometimes, because I say a lot of stupid shit. As it turns out, speaking of stupid shit, oh, where's Ted? This you guy? said you went to a movie. <laughs> Sorry, that was you a bad transition. You gotta Boo. stop doing that shit. <laughs> Not only did we spend ten goddamn minutes talking relatively about M&Ms <laughs> and Chris Christie. Oh yeah, holding M and M's. God damn it! Yeah, no, I okay. So more importantly, because that's like the last thing I was gonna talk about. Um, so this past Tuesday, Lita, my girlfriend, came into town. So I spent all week hanging out with her. Um, Never heard of her. I oh, so Lita, she's a uh, she's this right here. This, this is my girlfriend. She's your uh-huh. aunt. She's my aunt. Ah! Uh, so, God, wait, you terrible. wrote those emails? Yeah, that was me. My hand was I typing them, f- like, signed, Lida. <laughs> I um, feel so... Wait, your hand as opposed to what? What, what else would be... with? <laughs> my... Okay, we're going to kill this yeah, joke. No, yeah. my hands, typically, um, but you said it in a way that made it sound like that was a different thing, and I was confused. Yeah, yeah. oh, so Lida's in town. <laughs> Um, so she came in past Tuesday, and we've been hanging out, catching up on fucking four months apart, which, man, long-distance relationships suck. And I could never imagine, like, talking to her multiple times a day and having access to, like, cameras and everything make it way more convenient, but fuck, they're terrible. So it's really exciting having her in town. Um, and then, uh, Thursday, uh, I had another friend come in town, um, Jack. Jack... Ewers is his name. He's a really, really cool guy. Super smart. Um, one of those friends. Assassin. That, yeah, he's actually an assassin. So, first of all, I almost never really have hung out with him. 
outside of just running into each other and be like, oh, Jack's here. Okay, bye, Jack. Um, but I've always enjoyed his company, and he's a very intelligent guy. And so he shot me a text message like, oh, I'm going to be in Monterey. And we have this sort of joke, Gamden and I, that Jack is actually an assassin. Because he just disappears for like three months, or three weeks, to like a, to a month or two at a time. Places. He's just gone. Yeah, to just fucking <laughs> weird places. Doesn't really tell anybody. Um, and then he's just gone for a while. And then eventually he's like, oh, yeah, I won't be back for a while. Sorry about it. Um, and so no one really knows too much about Jack. So we have a theory that he's an assassin. Uh, so as soon as I found out he was coming to Monterey, I was like, oh, someone's gonna fucking die here. So I, I haven't been keeping an eye on headlines to see about did mysterious you, Did he tell you why he was there? Yeah, no, I, I actually did find out. So Jack is, um, incredibly proficient at languages. He, uh, he went, he was, there's a, they call Monterey, like, the language capital of the world or something, which doesn't make any sense. But, um, what? I know, it doesn't make any sense, but there's two incredibly like highly rated language schools here there's um there's a there's a military one called the defensive defensive language institute and then there's the MIS, which is uh middlebury institute mm -hmm. uh some institutional studies or something i don't remember what it is but international studies that's what it is but so uh he was invited to come to this and check out the language school uh this this sort of um language day fair that the defensive language institute was doing yeah. um so he was here for that to uh it it was like talking about the school and then about learning languages and teaching languages and all of these different sort of like cultural aspects of learning languages and the benefits of doing it one way versus the other um using things like social media to teach language and it was really cool um so he invited us to pop by and check it out and i had a really good time um i didn't do too much but i went to a couple like booths where they were showing cultural things and i talked to this guy about urdu which is uh the language they speak in pakistan um i was looking at just these really fun collections of items from different countries there was a guy talking about go the um ancient chinese board game that is equally easy to play and incredibly difficult to play it's easy because it has four rules roughly and then it's incredibly difficult because it only has four rules and it has like a million different things you could do mm. along those lines um but so it was really awesome and i got to hang out with jack who is just this really wonderful human being who is incredibly smart um and i got to hang out with lita and she loved that because she also speaks languages really effectively i've got a question um, for you go well two questions oh wait wait oh, did yeah. you raise your hand yeah i was confused okay, okay. yeah camden. Uh, camden. camden camden yeah uh, <laughs> first question um, is Jack smart? No. Okay. Uh, Sorry, that was misleading. Second, I didn't mean to like, make it seem like that. Go. Second question, where in Monterey is the airport located? Oh, so the airport, <laughs> where, where we went for lunch yesterday. You want to, when you leave my house, which is like the you, middle of Monterey, you want to take a, a right. Well, you could take a left, really, uh, but right's really... Either way is fine. Which direction is windier? Yeah, which which really, results in the, a more complicated route to the airport. The left is less turns, but it's a windier. Road. Tell me about the right. The yeah, right, the right, right is kind of like a turn followed wait, by. Wait, wait, wait! Skip, skip forward like five turns. Oh, I've got to count. Okay, five five turns forward. Which path has the best scenery after five turns? Oh, they kind of match up about five turns in, oh, or like so three then it just turns, turns in, into actually. one route. Then it's just one route. Then, then you're so, so it's just a loop. 
It's just kind of you, you, it's the airport is my house. I live at the airport, so it's kind of <laughs> okay. Weird. Well, that makes sense. You can kind of like all right, boop, 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 <laughs> and then it, then you're back. Um, Wait, so you guys <laughs> drove to the airport, which is your house, to have lunch? Is that well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't, you don't, don't, you do you don't drive <laughs> so, to your house to have lunch. So you drove yeah. like on the left route, then connected back to the one that goes from the right, and then just yeah, and then you okay. then you have lunch, then you make lunch, and then you eat it. Is the okay. excellent? Is like your excellent. dining room on the opposite side of the house? That's why you have to drive around. To get... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, there's a no, big wall no, it's not. You actually you walk through the dining room to leave. So mm-hmm. I mean, not not really. All right, all right. Fast forward <laughs> to the part. Well, now after that you, you know finish. how to get to the airport. Yeah. Fast um, forward to the part after going to the airport. Yeah. Or so getting to the we airport. we did that. It was super fun. Nothing too exciting after that. But what I did like doing um, was there's this tiny little um, airport. Not airport. I've got airports on the mind now. There's this really lovely uh, theater, independent theater in Santa Cruz, um, that I've been considering going to. Because apparently, like, the Del Mar is a nice little theater, and Santa Cruz is only about a 45-minute drive, and since there's no independent theater here, I hadn't been, I'd been curious, but I hadn't gone yet. But I saw, um, I was just on, looking at movie times, kind of, on the fly, and I noticed that they were having midnight showings of Akira, the, uh, the anime from, like, the Uh, 80s. Yeah. The one you've either seen as an 8-year-old or as, like, a 20-year-old. Um, and so I didn't see it until recently and I thought it was fucking excellent. I've been meaning to watch it since I was eight because I don't know if it's become apparent, but I really love anime. I grew up on it, so I watch it a lot. Um, but this is just like this excellent film. So I was super excited about it because I was talking to Lita. Um, I was telling her about it a couple months ago because she'd never seen it. And so I was like, oh man, can we do this? This would be so great. We'll just fucking go to Santa Cruz, a 45 minute drive at 1150 in the, at night, watch this two and a half hour movie and then drive back. Um, and she was totally game. So we did, we got there. The line was filled with a whole lot of nerds. Um, it was like watching, I was standing next to this, (laughs) who knew I was standing next to this group of, um, guys that were like all me when i was about 20 and it was very stressful (laughs) i was like oh stop there's too many unfortunate memories flooding back Ah, Um, it wasn't terrible it just one of those moments you know when you see someone like when you see a little kid do something you know you did when you were young and you just feel bad for your parents like god the shit i put you through uh it was kind of like that um but the theater was really cool it was like a six dollar ticket um, for this movie oh, I good. love. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, and the, the, it was the comfiest seats I've ever had in a theater. They were really big. They were really spacious. Um, they, the arm was squishy, but it lifted up and it became like a couch if you wanted to share it. And it was killer. I was so pleased. The theater was filled with people. Um, the MC, the, the, I guess the manager came in and was like an MC and he was like, Hey, everybody he was really excited. He Can got spit some pumped. bars. He did not actually spit bars. No, sorry. <laughs> I I breathed there. It was very confusing, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, he, uh, so he came in and he was just like, oh, yeah, who all wandered into the, you know, the saw this movie or had was scarred by this movie as a child? And everyone was like, yeah. And then he's like, who's never seen this? And like a third of the theater had never seen it. So it was really exciting um, because there's a lot of weird gruesome mo- like cerebral moments in this movie so i was like oh good i get to hear all of these people gasp in horror and it happened a lot and it was so funny mm-hmm. um yeah and yeah. so um 
uh, like a, a specific one. There's that one moment where Tetsuo is like falls on the ground because he's going kind of nuts because his head's splitting open essentially, and he the ground starts crumbling beneath him. And then it goes back, and the ground is fine, and his guts fall out. And then it goes back, and his guts are in, but he's like trying to scoop him up because he's just tripping balls that part. essentially. Oh, I love that part. It's so incredible. And, like, a third of the audience, big surprise, just goes, ah, 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 And just has, like, no idea what to do or say. And it was so great. I was so pleased. Um, But so the, the MC or whatever was just like, yeah. And then he was excited. He's like, I'm pretty sure this movie made me lactose intolerant because there's this weird moment with milk. Um, And then... You know, he, we all got like raffle tickets and he, so he called it out. The first person got, uh, free tickets to the next two midnight showings. And then the, the first prize winner got, uh, the movie, the, uh, like a Blu-ray of Akira plus the two tickets. But he pulled out the first ticket and was like, the number is, and then he threw it. He's like, not this one. And then he pulled out another one. He's like, and it is not this one either. Throws it to the side. He takes like a handful, says, and it's none of these. Throws it to the crowd. <laughs> and it was so fucking great. I've never seen that, which is surprising, but it was just That's excellent. Hilarious. I was so hyped. Yeah. And then he was like, when I say Canada, you say Tetsuo. For all the people that have seen this, haven't seen this movie, but they yell it a lot um, throughout the entire movie, and it's just so great. So he just like, Holds the mic really far back and just yells Canada really loudly. Is he saying ha- like, Canada? Canada, oh Canada! <laughs> and then everyone replies with and you yell oh, Toronto. Oh Toronto! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of it. So I'm really happy you said that. But yeah, that so was... it was like the crowd just passionately yells Tattoo! and it was so fucking funny. I was so pumped right when that movie started, and I was like, "Yes, I'm so yes. ready!" And I. Holy shit, that soundtrack to that movie is so goddamn good. Like, it's super fucking earthy and, like, ritualistic. Um, There's just, like, a lot of... <sighs> and then, like, percussive moments. It's fucking cool. I'm, I'm gonna actually... Did you I, say the percussive movie... moments? Perclessive, percolating moments. You just hear a percolate, percolator just... Yeah. Like dripping because Gross. it's not quite Gross. at that point. I just... <laughs> yeah. Gross. <laughs> um, yeah, Get so it was part. fucking. I love seeing movies that you know really well in theater for the first time because it just completely changes it. Like having that level of sound, just that the the like size of the screen really just fucking. It's cool seeing a movie in the capacity that it was built for. There's I something love that. there's something to like communal movie watching in a theater too. Like Yeah. There's something to being part of an entire crowd of people who are gasping at the same moment or like mm-hmm. or or are overtaken by like a a good belly laugh, a full theater full of people and that's oh it's that, there's something yeah. to that, man. I don't go it out totally to totally builds. Yeah. But like there's something oh, to it. Oh, the theater. <laughs> <laughs> the theater. I, I agree, though. No, I yeah, fucking... No, and that's totally. why I'm always going to the movie theater, because I really... I love that. Because when you watch movies at home, it's still really great, but you pause it all the time. You go pee. You go get more snacks or a beer. You pee your pants, and you just, maybe. You pee in your pants, and then you put the beer in your pants. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you would do that. Um... But it's you really miss out on the actual experience, and then when you share it with other people, it has that sort of that um, I don't know, reverberating effect 
when mm-hmm. when something happens empathetically you didn't feel it more so everyone's like really excited or or this there's a big moment where sound expands um or Oh, Interstellar, when I went to see that with Camden, that moment where they realize the wave is there on that planet that's just all water and the, the like mountains or whatever in the background is a wave and everybody else in the audience, you could feel this like this static electricity of everybody's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And it was just so fucking overwhelming. And I love that. I love mm-hmm. that sort of crowd energy in those settings where I don't have to interact or talk to other people. And yeah, so that was my week. I was really, really excited about Akira, and it was everything I wanted it to be. And then Lita loved it, which I was super worried about for a minute. Um, yeah, cause I, yeah, which is it's fine. I mean, if it if she didn't, she didn't. It's fine. She just hasn't ever really watched much anime, and showing an adult anime is a really tricky sort of thing because they they always go in with like I'm watching cartoons right now mentality. So I've been trying to show her really specific ones. So I was very pleased that she liked it. And she was really, really into it. So, all around, a wonderful experience. I'm, I had, a, have had a good week, and I'm excited for the next week. And then I'm excited for the week after that, where I'm going to Valdez. Yeah, and we're gonna fuck. Yeah, I'm fucking <laughs> priming myself already. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! All right, all right. Well, Stop good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're getting prepared. Uh, oh. Camden. Oh. Camden. I, I'm not holding anything back. Let me tell Camden. You. Out of all the Good. movie you, or all the out movie, of all the movie I watched, all of the movie, <laughs> out of all of the music you listened to uh, over the past week, what yeah. would be the best to fuck to? Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure I, Black I Up think would be Ted good. and I are gonna smash to the Death Grips album. <laughs> oh, Bottomless Pit by the Death Grips, <laughs> yeah. because it describes me so well. <laughs> yeah. Because Ted is a bottomless pit. <laughs> oh, oh God. This is going to go a lot of... Tell me about that album. Huh? Tell me about that album. Let's talk about okay. the album. Okay. So, uh, Bottomless Pit is the first Death Grips album that's come as like a new release after their uh, fake breakup Break that happened last year. Was that you know, the, they, the when they broke the up, third. they announced that they were going to release Jenny Death, and they did. But then once they released Jenny Death, they uh, were like... Oh, we might record some more stuff, and then they went on tour, and they're like, "Oh, we're we're a band again." So <laughs> the, the Death Grips yeah. sound a little bit like an abusive relationship. Like they keep breaking up yeah. and getting back together. They've only done it once. Only one. Mm, yeah. Well, they've right, done it once. Yeah. It's not. They mm, are, it's, they've done it once. Right. <laughs> they they they've done that once, but they've canceled a lot of tours. Oh yeah, definitely. They uh actually on their last tour though they went to every show. Oh, holy wow. shit. Every show. Which I think Tur- is probably the first time that's happened on Turning over a new leaf. They went yeah. to band counseling, and now they're ready yeah, to go. They're, they're, yep. They're a whole family <laughs> unit again. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so they have a new album out called Bottomless Pit. It's, uh, really fucking good. It's, I, I describe it as pretty similar to their technically debut album uh the money store which came out in 2012 which is my favorite of theirs so that's that your favorite like, one that's exciting for you i imagine yeah in that it's like because with the last few releases they've definitely gone like fairly abstract like a few of the save like jenny death like jenny death was pretty heavy and straightforward i think um 
but it also had like some weird like longer tracks and stuff and like the ones before that uh like between money store and and jenny death were they got like progressively weirder um and just like more out there so they kind of like stripped down their sound again to to basics back and to the like, basics back to the basics <laughs> with dwarf corpse <laughs> and uh yeah it's just like it's really fucking catchy and like the songs are really short and just like immediate and like really just packed with energy um really awesome production throughout of course uh their production has been really cool um but yeah it's yeah it's like super compact and like well made like it's like under 40 minutes so you never get tired of it because uh, I think Death Grips is one of those bands for me at least if it goes on for like a really long time just like okay yeah yeah <laughs> like, they, get, get... <laughs> they, they get exhausting like yeah. it's high yeah. energy music yeah and like so, high energy for the listener yeah so uh yeah it's really fucking good I like it a lot it's probably my favorite Death Grips release in a while and I, I didn't really have, like, any expectations for it, really. I had heard the first single off it was called Hothead, which is, like, the most insane song on the album. So I was just like, when I first heard that, I was like, all right, this next one's going to be real fucking weird. This is going <laughs> to be difficult. Yeah. Aww. Uh, no, but I like that track, but, uh, yeah. And I don't mean, like, I enjoy their more difficult music, too, and like with yeah. a lot of with a lot of bands, I enjoy their more difficult music more sometimes. But with Death Grips, with when they do like the really catchy, just like energy packed thing, um, mm-hmm. I really like them doing they that do style. They do an excellent and, job with yeah, that. yeah. They do really fucking good at it. And uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say this album is definitely uh, yeah. It's kind of like a it sounds like a sister album to Money Store, which is which is pretty sweet. Um, cool. so I highly rec- highly recommend that, and yeah, me, J- uh, Ted and I are gonna bang to it. It's oh, gonna be so hot. good. Yeah, hot. <laughs> We're gonna make bottomless pit appropriate. Oh, <laughs> oh um, I won't be there till weeks later. So I mean, just send me the video, yeah. and it'll be good. Yeah, it'll we'll do good. the normal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The normal I'll be thing. Bottoming some pits for sure. Oh, hard on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, hard on the bottom. <laughs> so, uh, what else did you listen to? I hear you had uh, a hip hop. In weeks. Yeah, was... <laughs> yeah that... I was listening to some some rippity rap and some hippity hop <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the new music I listened to this week was was hip hop. I also listened to the new uh, Chance the Rapper mixtape today. I don't know why I brought that up first because I've only listened to it once. But I just heard about it. I just heard about it today. Um, or like this weekend or something, but uh, yeah, it's pretty solid. I I haven't I have to give it some more listens. Like as at this point, it's not. I don't think it's. It didn't sound as good to me as like acid rap was, but uh, it's of course like super sunny sounding and like really positive. How is it so like, super just, positive? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. Thanks. Not into that. I mean, I'd give it a try for sure. Okay. Yeah, there's there are points where it's a little too much, but every yeah. time it gets a little too much, he always drops a fucking hilarious line that brings yeah. you right back. Like yeah. uh, there's that one song, um, I don't remember the name the in in the Donny Trumpet album where he's like, I don't want to be cool, I just want to be me, which yeah. is really funny. And eventually, like, oh my god, stop! And then he does that <laughs> auto tune part, and then he's like, 
uh, oh, what is it? It doesn't really matter if she got the jeans from the, str- what is it? <laughs> um, thrift store, cause, or, what is it? Fucking, something like that. Uh, the dollar store, he's like, but I bet that ass looked good still. <laughs> and I fucking love that moment, and it brings yeah. you right back every time. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna listen to it some more, but, uh, as far as I can tell so far, it's, uh, pretty, pretty solid release from him. I don't know when he's going to actually release an album. This is another mixtape. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's more or less just a collection of songs. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's pretty cool. I like Chance the Rapper a lot, so I'm looking forward to whatever he does after this and, and to listen to some more. Um, I also checked out the new Aesop Rock album, Ted Won't Care. But nope, it's really, if, you like, <laughs> if you like Aesop Rock, it's really fucking good think um it's uh it's kind of like surprisingly direct at a lot of points for an aesop rock album like really because uh you know at a, lot, at a lot of his stuff he'll be talking about stuff but he does it in kind of like an abstract and like yeah just kind of like um in a way that you kind of have to read into it a little bit to uh figure out what he's talking about but uh yeah, he talks like pretty like fairly directly about some personal stuff on this album. Um it's called The Impossible Kid, by the way. I don't know if I said that. I don't think you did. I didn't. Oh well that's what oh, it's called. Good. It sounds uh, like a boxer yeah. name. It's it's Here one of those things like I think yeah, if you if you're into Aesop Rock you'll really like it. Like it's a super quality project from him. If you're not, uh it won't change your mind. <laughs> So, <laughs> I really like how you worded that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, and also, I listened to the new Open Mike Eagle album. Who the Hella fuck? Personal, Hella is, Personal Film Festival is Open Mike Eagle. Open Mike Eagle for the layman is a <laughs> rapping person. He's <laughs> one of those would, would rapists you, um, you hear uh, about. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> but I, uh, questionable. <laughs> Maybe but I call him questionable? Yes. Uh, he a questions hip-hopper. a lot of things. I'd call him undeniably dope. Undeniably <laughs> dope. That is your two-word review of Open Mike yeah. Eagle. That can go on his fucking... We're going to send that to yeah. him. He's going to put it on his, his next release. Which will be soon, because this guy is fucking putting albums out every year. Yeah. Credit um, to him. Yeah, but he's he's a a guy I've been listening to since um, 2014 when his album Dark Comedy came out, which I really loved. Um, he's kind of like it's kind of like alt rap, like he uses a bunch of weird samples. Like he had an EP last year where he sampled like a broken social scene song and like sang. He did like anthems for a 17 year old girl and like sang and stuff. <laughs> Didn't I show you that one, Ted? I remember I think you showing me and I played laughing one. about it a yeah. whole lot. <laughs> It's uh yeah he's he's really good and his like his uh his lyrics are like really funny and like relatable and um he has got like just really interesting ways of looking at things he's kind of like a like a story rapper like he's just like talking about life situations and things that happen to him and <laughs> like kind of reflecting just on Louis them in like funny in like funny ways yeah he's like he has like an element of because I don't really like comedy rap but he has like a slight element of it where he just like will like say funny things sometimes you know but Mm -hmm. he's like otherwise uh we'll we'll rap about like serious topics and 
and do that kind of thing. Like he had like Hannibal Burris on one song on his on dark comedy. Like Hannibal really? Burris did a verse, and it's so fucking funny. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Hannibal Burris is seems to be on a couple different rap albums. Yeah, like, he's been on a few. You remember I I mentioned uh, Lil Dicky had a track uh, that was yeah. just Hannibal Burris talking for like right four minutes. Yeah. That guy's getting around. It totally apparently. sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, that, this, that track is hilarious. This album has a, a feature from none other than uh, Hemlock Ernst. Fuck yeah, it does. If, if you, oh, man. If you remember. Okay, is, I remember uh, Hemlock Ernst. <laughs> yeah. Ted, do you know rap- who Hemlock Ernst is? Hold on. Uh, don't tell him. Oh, yeah, no, it's not, okay. it's not triggering. What is it? It's oh, the it alter be, ego. Oh, hold some... on, slow down. Oh, we're gonna Jesus, we're gonna okay. work to this. All right. Oh my oh, god, I'm just gonna this tell is not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're gonna it's... get it real fast. I want you to think of the mm, the most bizarre vocalist to one of your favorite bands you can think of, who sings like he's in a musical theater production. Hemlock Gerns. To... Yes. Ah! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's on a song here. Um... Yeah, for it's context, super cool. for for the listener, Hemlock Ernst Camden is is uh, Samuel Herring from Future Islands. Yeah, so it's the his, dude who uh, like sings as yeah. though he's in a musical and then croons and then does death growls. He's also <laughs> yeah, he also uh, raps. <laughs> yeah, is also like a pretty okay rapper. Like he yeah. ain't bad at all. You know what else <laughs> I found out today after uh, looking up Hemlock Ernst? There is a whole a really EP. Penis. There is a whole. There is a whole EP of Hemlock Ernst and Madlib. Okay. What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's Are like a really serious? short EP. It's like twelve minutes long, but I need to listen to it now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, what? Mad Gibbs Two is happening. Side oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I was so excited when you yeah. sent me that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, I should also point out that this album, the uh, Hell a Hella Pers- Personal Film Festival is a, like a full album collaboration with a producer named Paul White, who I'm not really familiar with, but he does like a lot of like 70s soul-style samples, and the production here is really cool. Like, uh, yeah, I actually listened to this album a few times before I like went all the way through, because I really, I really like Open Mike Eagle, so I checked it out, and like the first few tracks didn't grab me on the first couple of listens, so I just like stopped listening to it, and... Uh, it's definitely an album that like gets better as it goes on for sure. Cause I like listened to the whole thing just while I was going to sleep like the other night. And then as it like got on to like further in the album, I was like, Holy shit, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, highly recommend that one too. I didn't even but realize that's... that open Mike Eagle cool. existed until today. Yeah. Well, he does. He's a yeah. real person. Oh man. Yeah, I thought he was a figment. What I've heard has been excellent so yeah. far. So okay. I should check this one out because it sounds like a really lovely yeah. one. Yeah, I think that you guys cool. would dig it. Yeah, I've I've been kind of wanting to get into some more hip hop lately. Yeah, uh, I listened to some stuff. You did? Um, did you? I did. Did you? <laughs> I did. Not a lot of stuff, but some stuff. Uh, some we stuff. talked last week about car seat headrest, um, and we talked about his his last album. Teens of Style. But uh, we mentioned in passing that his, like, big album, the album that put him on the map, so to speak, was Twin Fantasy. Uh, so I wanted to hear what that sounded like. So I went and listened to that today. What are um, the sounds like? Wait, uh, describe the sounds. Lo-fi. 
Yes, I figured. Were <laughs> yep. there, yeah, I <laughs> yes. definitely figured that one. Were there tones involved? Uh, there were some tones. I can report that there were probably uh, upwards of seven tones. So, uh, this guy really Whoa. likes using tones. Yeah, 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 he does. I don't... Yeah, what he also likes using is uh, one of the tracks had um, this, the same line from... So I don't remember what the song was called on uh, on Teens of Style. But it was the one that was, uh, I haven't seen the sun in so long. Yeah. He so, says that actually a couple times. Yeah. So that line formed the backbone of a totally different track in Twin Fantasy. In fact, it was the eponymous Twin Fantasy um, that used that line like a lot. So it was kind of interesting seeing that. Be eponymous? Sort of yeah. Eponymous. Why would you choose the word eponymous rather than titular? No, I was, really? I was asking if eponymous was the word. <laughs> no, Hippotamus? Hippopotamus uh, track. Hippopo- the Hippopotamus track. Tra- okay, uh, that makes more sense. Or the titular Hippocrates. track. Or the eponymous track. Um, or the Hippocratic Hippocrates tra- track. Mm. Uh, anyway, a cool album. I, it didn't click with me quite the same way. Um, and I, I don't know exactly where that why that was. It, maybe it was... It's clearly a less developed sound. Like, there are a couple different points on the album where he just kind of stops and, like strums and talks to you uh a little bit and and like it's like it's in a clear. teenager way or like a good way uh, it's fine it's not i i should listen to it two or three more times just to like let it actually sink in but like it didn't quite grab me the same way it was good but i i it hasn't caught me yet it was good but it wasn't good it wasn't good. style um yeah good. I also went back and listened to uh, AM by the Arctic Monkeys. Uh, super well-known album. Um, we don't need to talk about it in too much detail. I like that album a whole bunch. I think it's a really great alt-rock album. Um, and it, I, I liked it as a, a newer sound for them. I thought it was pretty cool and it worked really well for me. Um, was that the one that was uh, produced by... Uh... Queens of the Stone Age. Just guy. No, was. that was a more recent thing, I believe. I don't remember who. The no, that was, that, that was the recent. That was album. definitely AM. Was it? I didn't know yes. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's why I like it so much. Shit. Yeah, that would explain. That's it. why. No, 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 no. It, it definitely wasn't. Uh, it was produced by uh, James Ford. Well, uh, okay, which one was produced by what's he, his face? Okay, so I must be going fucking crazy because you're going fucking crazy. It was James Ford. Album. It was James Ford and Ross Orton uh, that produced that particular album. Um, the album that that uh, I believe Josh Homme produced was a, more, a much more recent one, I think. That's their most uh, recent album. It was a, a side project. Um, but, oh. No, they put out a you, full you, album. You, that are, was by you are totally right about part of it in that Josh Homme did do uh, background vocals to two of the songs. Um Based okay. on what I'm reading here, maybe it wasn't producing. I was thinking of yeah, maybe it was like producing else. in more of a theater way. Like he just had a huge um, like influence on the album. I don't like know. In a, yeah. uh, like in a like it's hard to say. I I, I know, know uh, like I, I know that I know that uh, Turner Alex Turner the vocalist uh, did some vocals on uh, Light Clockwork. So I think they just kind of swapped vocals a little bit. But there was something recently, you're right, that I can't remember the name of that involved, uh, I believe, Alex Turner and Josh Homme. And I don't remember the name of that project. And I'll, I'll look it up um, 
probably a little later when we're talking about something totally different. But this reminded me that I had a discussion with somebody, and I, I need your opinion on this because I might be totally wrong. You guys have both listened to St. Vincent, right? Yes. Okay. I've listened to a couple songs by her, yeah. What genre would you put St. Vincent in? Art rock. Art rock. Art rock. Art rock. Okay. I had a discussion with someone the other day who was convinced that she was an indie rocker. That her music was indie rock. Indie rock's like the broadest fucking thing ever. Yeah, that's like <laughs> I wouldn't argue problem. with that at all either. I I totally but agree. I, would, I, was, mm, I was not. I didn't think it was indie. Is like the blanket. Yeah, statement. it's like you and can apply that to almost focus. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed it seemed closer to like like I don't. I think I don't she know. is part of like the whole like indie rock oh, sphere. Right. All right, but yeah. that's just like not very specific. It's but like more specifically, so, she would be closer to art rock. I, I thought she was closer to alt rock than indie rock, personally. But maybe, maybe I'm just. I mean, alt rock sells. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, I mean, she definitely that's would pretty fit under that too. as well. Yeah, yeah that is also the same. A, it's like the exact same kind of statement yeah. as indie rock in that sort of way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a a frustrating time for me. I was like, "What do you?" You, you had an argument you, about that? Yeah, I did. What, those are like was, the those are like the, the worst. Those argument. are like the worst genre yeah, descriptors so ever. What did she think though? What did she think? Helicopters or trains? Yeah, he and I. Oh, didn't, what, okay, I, I didn't. I didn't yeah. ask him that. Although oh, I, I, I thought I, they went hand in hand. I probably should have. I probably should have. Probably should have because I have right into the sounding board. Trains. Right into <laughs> sounding board podcast at gmail oh, God, Don't do this. Telling us whether helicopters or trains. Uh, <laughs> so the the last album that I listened to was our album of the week. Uh, was Shabazz Palaces was Black Up. Camden, you picked this album. I did? You did? Yeah, wait a minute. Black Whoa. Up, I picked this album. Hey. I didn't pick this album. I showed you this album, Ted. You Shut did, and I'm very happy about damn it. Mouth. <laughs> I think you'd mentioned it to me, but I don't think I'd ever yeah, listened I have. to it before. I'm like, Josh, listen to this band that's from Seattle. Listen, listen to this band that we saw in Seattle. Yeah. I remember seeing them. I, I was there for that. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, all right, so tell me a little bit about Shabazz. Uh, Shabazz Palaces is also a uh, group in which there is uh, rapping. There's some. Rapping oh yeah, there, there is some some hipping and there hopping. Is hip and there's hop. Um, Both. Yeah, it's a it's a duo. Uh, the a hipper MC, and a hopper. Yes, the the MCU I believe is known as the hipper. The hipper. Because sure. yeah. Because uh, he says all the hip words, and the hopper makes everyone. <laughs> and hop. the hopper makes makes them hop beats. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense now. It all makes yeah. so much sense now. So, uh, the hipper <laughs> are uh, more commonly known as the uh, MC is Ishmael Butler, who was part of the uh, like um, jazz rap group in the '90s called Diggable Planets. Who are really great. They have some great albums. You should go check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they released a bunch of really well received stuff in like the mid nineties and then kinda went off the map for a while and like released another album in like mid two thousands, just out of nowhere. And then uh he had been doing like smaller projects here and there in between that, but then um in like the late two thousands 
He had by that time relocated to Seattle and made this group Shabazz Palaces with a uh, uh, instrument, our multi instrumentalist and producer named Tendai Marier or something. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with Marari. Marari, but let's say that no, that doesn't all look right at all. But uh, yeah, so it's it's these two dudes, and they do like uh, sort of experimental hip hop. It's got a lot of um, like a lot of like interesting rhythmic styles because the producer plays like a lot of really cool percussion instruments. Like he'll do that live too, or he'll play like these weird fucking drums and shit, and uh, has a really awesome production style i think the production of this album is super interesting um yeah yeah and for sure they have yeah it has it has like a really cool balance between being able to be like super psychedelic and like super layered and really like something you can like read into a lot and also just being like fucking banging at the same time (laughs) (laughs) this is Um, a bumpable album yeah this album you could bump to this you could bump a lot of things to this album yeah Yeah. maybe this is probably something else that ted and i will bump to yeah yeah you could bump uglies (laughs) to this album yeah yeah Yeah. they could they could have called it bump up after after the bottomless pit pit will black it we'll, up. We'll black it up. Great. Yeah, <laughs> this is getting dangerous. Mm. All right, carry on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so so this is their uh, official like debut album, but they had two EPs that came out in two thousand nine. One that was a self titled, and one that was called Of Light. They're both about um, like seven tracks, and those are definitely worth checking out too because they came out with these. You know, two EPs like released a month apart from each other, and they've got like so street it's like, names, don't they? Like huh? the two EPs have like alternate names. Have you? Did you uh, hear about I think, that? Uh, no, I didn't hear about that. Okay, what so the the self title uh, is also referred, like apparently referred to as Eagle Soar Oil Flows. Okay, and of Light is also known as the Seven New. Okay. And I, I don't I know, know why that. they've got two names each, but apparently they do. I All saw right. that they, um, when they released those, they didn't really release it with any sort of attachment to themselves. I know the only like connecting feature initially was just the Arabic script on the cover. Yeah, uh, reading oh, about that. Yeah, which I was is gonna, definitely... I was gonna mention that because when these guys started, like they stayed pretty secretive with their identities, and then you know people noticed that it was. Uh, this guy from Diggable Planets because he has like a recognizable style. Though he though he kind of raps in a different, um, it, like Manner. his rapping sounds different on this. Than he's, it, I mean, like, he's and this is like yeah, and this deal. is like fifteen years later. So, uh, mm. so it's it's you know reasonable that he would sound different. Um, but yeah, there's they definitely had sort of that aura around them when they first started releasing stuff. It's like uh, they were kind of trying to stay somewhat secretive. Um, and I think even into a little bit, like, after this album was released, they kept that up for a little while. Yeah. Who uh, are Shabazz Palace? I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. Ishmael saying he really wanted the sort of music to, I don't know, speak for itself. Yeah. Which is also excellent fucking uh, yeah. advertising. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this album comes out in uh, June 2011. Uh, gets a lot of praise, for sure, um, pretty much across the board. And they were on uh, Sub Pop when this yeah, came out. Yeah, so these guys... One of the these only... guys, No, these guys were the first hip-hop group signed to Sub Pop. The which is second, 
The yeah. second was uh, clipping that had yeah. a couple years ago. Oh, it was yeah. clipping. Yeah. Oh, killer. Yeah, Which nice. Because like, wait, I thought I thought the satisfaction also got signed to. Oh yeah, the satisfaction. Yeah, it yeah. was after clipping. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Actually, they might have been. Yeah, clipping might have been third. Regardless, because the satisfaction like, was was signed pretty soon after these after, guys because they're, they're, they're so like connected. highly they're so highly featured on this album too. Yeah, because like, they're part of that collective, the the artistic collective. Yeah, that, um, totally. Shabazz is part of. Yeah. yeah, it's a. Either way, it's a big deal. Like Sub Pop is not a small Huge. label. Like mm-hmm, Sub Pop yeah. is a a big deal. If you've been in Seattle, like they've got a fucking store at the Seattle airport. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they've got a vinyl store at the Seattle airport, airport where they sell records and T-shirts and like prints of art. Like Sub Pop is the the label that um that the uh, Slater Kenny album was released on mm-hmm. last year. Just as an example, there are a ton of other ones. So if you're not familiar with Sub Pop, you're probably familiar with the people that they they sign. Yeah, like and almost certainly. It'd probably be weird that you're listening to a music podcast. Yeah, I'd be surprised if you're not familiar with Sub Pop. Very... Never ever considered the different labels ever. I mean, let's no, one of the biggest no, like let's not let's no be... not in like a, a de educational way, but in just yeah. a realistic. If you've ever looked at like wonder what labels these are under, Sub Pop is one of yeah. the first you'll come across. Yeah, absolutely. Like so, Sub Pop. I mean, it's it's like a it's a huge label. So if you look into labels at all, it's just one of the first ones you'll come into. Yeah. So like. A lot of people might not know about it because a lot of people probably don't follow labels all that much. I don't follow labels all that much, but like Sub Pop mm-hmm. is huge. Um, yeah. And like Nirvana, Sonic Youth, like there yeah, are a lot of people on Sub Pop and a lot of people that you probably cared about. Um, so to be the right. first hip hop act signed to them, like it's, it's a significant. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Um... I didn't really I didn't hear this album when it came out. I remember hearing about it when it came out. Um but I think this was right when I was actually starting to like listen to hip hop more. Yeah. And I it was pretty much around the same time and I it might have even been like a little bit before. Um cause this was 2011 and yeah, I didn't really get to it right away, but I got to it like a couple years later and yeah, I was like I fucking fell in love with this for sure. Like I fucking love this group and this album so much. Um, yeah, they went on after this to do uh, another album, uh, least majesty, which, uh, which is also really good. I don't think as good as this album, but, uh, <laughs> I think, I think we'll talk. Well, is that, we'll, we'll is talk that your, is that's your favorite, right? We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but how how would you describe them if you were gonna go into it just in case someone has an idea? Uh, well, I mean, I already I already kind of gave a description of what it sounded like at the beginning. Um, so it's I'd say it's like yeah, like it, most of it is centered on well, because of course it's only like two components. There's like the production and his uh, his rapping style. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like about it is like uh, just the really like weird and unique sounds that are brought together to but then the, you know they like bring them together in a way where it's just like really fucking uh like it's so fucking listenable to me like these guys are like mm-hmm. being experimental without being alienating at all yeah um, i think that's yeah. probably what stands that's out that's a great to way to like that. yeah they're yeah. super abstract like they're yeah. super super abstract like 
Butler has like put like when asked about his influences, Butler is like, oh, you know, podcasts, yeah, mixtapes, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Super abstract and yeah. and super weird <laughs> shit, but like, it's eminently listenable. Like, yeah, and they'll have song titles like an echo from the hosts that profess infinitum and stuff like yep, that. Yeah, they're, they're I would definitely go into they like, the song titles very, are great. They're very artistic and not just like, yeah, you know, throwing sure. the label around, but like they're part of a, a huge black arts group that yeah. moves between I think it's uh what is it? It's New York, Seattle and like Vancouver or something. Mm. Um and so this album is kind of like art rap, but it's yeah. not alienating, which is I think what no, exactly, is super which is remarkable excellent. So it still that's, bumps, that's super easy. It's so still it still fucking bumps. bumps. It gets bumping and it bumps. And, it's fucking yeah. excellent. And some of this stuff like bumps an insane amount. Like, oh, for example, man. the beat on an echo from the hosts is like stupid. <laughs> like, I love that beat so much. Oh, it's like our. Uh, like the beat on like yeah you is like super fucking hard. Fucking, oh, it's <laughs> so on, uh, yeah, and yeah, just like that was that was what drew me to this album at first because I I grew to like really love um, uh, Ishmael's rapping, um, or as as he goes by in this yeah. group it's like Palisir Lazaro or something is his name in this group. Um, I think that's exactly what it yeah. is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that's what first drew me into it is just like the. Yeah, the beat making is so fucking creative. I mean, I yeah, like, I really love the production on Recollections of the Wraith. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Like that's one that's yeah. Out to me there's for sure. there's pretty much there's like a project, project ah, production bit in like every song here that I that I love. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Not yeah, there's a like single song doesn't have a things you'd point out. Like, Fuck, that's so cool. Um, just things like you point out quick, like say on the again? first Sorry, track, I, "Free Press and Curl." Sorry, uh, what? <laughs> this is this is great. <laughs> Sorry. It, no worries. On the first yeah, track, just cut out yeah, the first track, uh, "Free Press and Curl," it has that like, because um, yeah, you have the two the two uh, women from Dissatisfaction. They're like featured on this in a few parts, and um, the singer from that group is like on a bunch of the tracks. Uh, are they both sing? I guess I'm. Losing track one, of myself. Yeah, with but I yeah, with, with like the backing one, vocals one on that track are like super weird. Sings, like they just sound like these. Yeah, and they mm. sound like these weird like ghostly howls or something that are just like sound like they're being like chopped and played in like a really strange way. Like they're they almost sound like they're being like played backwards or something. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's like it's a sample that sh- that like. I don't know. It's it's such a weird sample, but it it's so like appealing. That's yeah, and there's it's eerie. There's, and it, it would have been like really easy for that to be used and like really put some people off. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I always t- I already talked about track two, and then like uh, on track three, the "Are You Can You Were You" that song, where it's like because it has like kind of the the beat at the beginning where it's stuck on that like one synth chord, and then when it like breaks into the, like the progression, like two and a half minutes in or something, it's like so fucking good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, yeah. But anyways, there's yeah. there's stuff on like every track it's here so that I love. Uh, on Endeavors for Never, that's the one that has like the uh, really slow like jazz drums as a sample, and then it has that horn cut in like the da da da, and then like cuts off abruptly. Oh mm-hmm. man, I fucking love that one so much. That's just such a cool beat. Such a cool beat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
<laughs> um, anyways, the uh, uh, Ishmael's rapping style is also really cool. I've grown to like really love his voice. Um, yeah, and I think he has. I think he has a unique flow. Like he's one of those guys. At least like now, like I can pick him out instantly. Of course, which is like what I like in in rappers. Like I like him to be really distinctive. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, he definitely delivers on that front. I think. Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna stop talking for a while so you guys can say something because <laughs> I'm losing fucking track of my mind. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Well, speaking about yeah. like his his rapping style specifically, since we were just talking about that, yeah. one of the things that really appeals to me is he rarely uses a catch. Like he yeah. constantly just. It's like a kind of free verse state. He's just constantly sort of going, yeah. never quite coming back to anything. And I think that's mm-hmm. fucking. And he does it. And it's so kind of like well. that with like the song styles too. Like they're very like forward mm-hmm. moving. Like they're always going to like different sections. And it's, yeah, there's not a lot of like verse chorus verse going on at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and as you were saying, like production wise, there's not a single song that doesn't have like a series of moments where I'm like, oh, oh, that was fucking <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Yes, I love this part. Like, every time it starts again, I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. love this. No, that's the thing. Like, I've listened to this album so many times, and, like, those parts I still get, like, so excited about when they come up. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's I like... probably listened to it about a dozen times this week. Um, About yeah. four today, specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every single time, I'm just like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, that's so another pumped. thing I love about this. Um, Yeah, because it's super short, too. It's, like, 35 minutes long or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, and in my opinion, this is, like, just one of those albums where it's, like, super, like, lean and, like, they only put, like, the best shit on here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, to me, there's not really, like, a moment on this album I don't enjoy. No. Yeah, and, there's not a single moment that doesn't yeah, appeal to so me. so it's, they really did well with just, like, yeah, not fucking around and just, like, <laughs> making sure it's all good. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and speaking of lean specifically, I think that is, um, and since we were talking about, uh, Les Majesties, the second album they put out, the one, yeah. was that last year or is that 2014? Yeah. Yeah. 2014. 2014. Okay. Um, and so these kind of paralleled since we were discussing like whether, which one I preferred, mm-hmm. I think they're both excellent albums. Yeah, I, I did too. I started with Les Majesties, so that one appeals to me more for that sort of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But the, the I think next to each other is really fascinating because this one, like using the word lean is really appropriate because it's, this is a very sort of lean production album as well. I think there's a lot of sort of reedy um, sound, like it's, it's ho- not hollow in a bad way, but like, I don't know. It, it has that sort of lighter, a lot of light, high noting like mm-hmm. tones. I'm not using really good wording. <laughs> I, there. You know, I, I realize I it's fucking des- garbage. I, I wouldn't describe this album as production wise as lean. Uh, I no, I mean, I but but parallel. So thought... next to Lay's Majesty, Lay's Majesty is super lush. Okay. Like it's a thick wall of sound, constantly like a mm-hmm. fucking stream of gold. Yeah, um, okay. and not like gold, like oh, this album is gold, but just like it feels. Yeah, thick. that's yeah, it it's not in like luscious. not in like uh, how much instrumentation used and how complex it is, but in just like the certain sounds that they're using. Yes, on exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, thank no, you I thought I was I was actually like this album's going... definitely a little more like dirty sounding. Um, mm-hmm. like, I was actually cr- yeah going to to say that there were moments in this this album uh, quite often actually that just sounded incredibly melodic, like. 
Oh yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, oh and definitely. That surprised me uh, after the show that we saw them at because I hadn't mm-hmm. spent time with this band before. Um, like I, I remember seeing them there and I enjoyed them a lot there, but like I didn't expect uh, that level of melody, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. And and I really liked that. Uh, it was mm-hmm. something that like I expected this to be a lot harsher than it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah, most most of what they they don't really make anything that's harsh for sure, which uh which I think like if they had used these sounds in different ways, like they could easily, you know, easily make this go really... into that. Like yeah. yeah. And that just that just all comes back to it just being so like inviting and listenable as yeah. an album like. <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah. really expertly crafted album. Yeah. Like I I love this album. And this was actually this week was the first time Excuse me. I'd ever, in memory, heard this with headphones on, oh, like a yeah. nice pair of headphones, because mm-hmm. I'd always heard, generally, uh, in speakers, like in my car. And yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like the so amount good. of going in, it sounds <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Like at no no matter what volume, and that's like a weird thing to say, mm-hmm. but I this is an album as we were saying you could bump to, like you can fucking turn it way up, and it is just sexy. It's so fucking yeah. good. And then, but you can just like hear every crisp part that he's chosen production wise like he lets you hear how he built the song um mm-hmm. and then but even like on a low background noise level it's so easy to do anything to this album yeah so i this is a really really well crafted album i yeah. am so fond of this album and i'm so pleased by it yeah yeah i, I like, liked it i like it i liked it a whole lot um, I'll probably nice. keep listening to this, if only as like background music for when I'm scoring hot goals in Rocket League or something. It worked really well for that. <laughs> scoring hot goals, Real goals, hot, ones. hot Real goals, hot goals. Hot goals. Hot let me tell goals. you. Let me hot tell goals. you. <laughs> when you when you leap off a wall and soar across the the field and and dunk somebody, that's a hot goal. That's all I'm going to say. Way more important than Hot Goyles. Hot Goyles are all right, but Hot Goals. <laughs> yeah. You should check you. out, if you haven't listened to their second album, I think you'd really yeah, fucking it's, like it's that. It's really fucking okay. good, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're both uh, excellent. Did you guys yeah. hear that they've I think, got another I think, one coming out? I think we both have, like, the... What? Did you guys hear that they've got another one coming out? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw I, that. I saw that it's in the works. I figured it was about time for yeah, that to be uh, coming up. Yeah, they they were in February. They were saying that they were basically on the verge of completing their third album. Uh, did you hear how he how Butler described it? Like what it was? Uh, about? Yeah, I heard a little bit. It sounds super cool. Like it's he describes it as being about our relationship with devices, not just our reliance on devices, but the way they make us live and present and manipulate ourselves. Which mm-hmm. like he does weird concept shit, man. So I there was interested. some huge concept thing behind Lace Majesty. I can't remember what it was, but it's like yeah, I didn't look into it. It's I like should. split up into suites, <laughs> which is kind of strange because it's like a, it's not that much longer than this album. It's like forty something minutes. You is know, it really not, only that? long? Yeah, but it's like eighteen tracks because there's there's so many tracks on that album that are like a minute and a half long. That's true. They and they move into each other really yeah, smoothly. It's so very like about flowy and yeah, super cool album too. Definitely like kind of a different approach. Um, yeah, yeah. But I remember there was some sort of uh some sort of concept behind that album. Uh they they debuted that one at they did a live premiere at uh the uh the Laser Dome in Seattle. That's right. That album. That's a 
big fucking live premiere. <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. That would be cool I would, to go to. I would that would go be a, a killer dance. party. <laughs> yeah. That would be the best album release party <laughs> I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we mentioned it, but we saw them at Block Party. Oh, yeah. Um, last summer. And they were really great. He wears the coolest clothes. And we saw him every single day after that. He was just yeah. hanging out in the crowd. Um, he was a really nice guy. Like, the whole time, people just kept coming up to him to talk to him briefly. And I, I went to Popeye, and I was like, hey, I just wanted to say that was a great set. I really enjoyed it. And he was just, like, a really nice, pleasant guy who was clearly enjoying all of the music he was at. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's nice seeing that. Didn't we see him watching Proto Martyr? Yep. <laughs> and he was just standing there, just kind of, like, with yeah. his half-white goatee. Yeah. <laughs> He was. He also had the coolest clothes. Oh yeah, I think I said it. But man, I just wanted his wardrobe. That's <laughs> like, so like if you badly. look at any of the promotional pictures of these guys. Uh, there's the one where he's got like <laughs> the fucking you, pythons. Yeah, he's got like oh, two I pythons on leashes, and he's in like a convenience store parking lot. <laughs> so fucking cool. <laughs> He's yeah. like leaning back, holding on to him. It's such <laughs> yeah. a fucking. If we God if we that. ever do a remake <laughs> album like cover thing where we take pictures of ourselves in remade albums, we should do that image anyway. Yeah. Even though it's not an album, yeah. we could have two of us be snakes and the other person just like dressed up as Ishmael. That would be so fucking yeah. <laughs> stupid. I would love it. That would be. Re- <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I would have to be holding you guys on leashes. <laughs> yeah 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 you would yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure that would have to be how that worked out we, we, we yeah should we're maybe... definitely not gonna get pythons we should yeah. maybe do that we should we should, we should all have pythons and just like have you mm. yeah have you seen these pythons baby <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah 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 we should totally that mm, i want to do that now <laughs> yeah anyways um that's pretty much all I've got to say about this, unless you guys have anything else to add. Uh, it has such a fucking excellent outro. Yeah. I want to talk about that, because, mm-hmm. man, that's what hooked me today. That's why I listened to it so many times, because I kept, as soon as, like, just, I got to Do you mean just the last song, or, like, the actual outro bit on that I song? I mean, in general, the last song, but the outro specifically is mm-hmm. so excellent. I, I fucking, it was so good. It was so, like, I don't know empowering and interesting and like the use of that cutoff moment Mm -hmm. every time i was i was like oh shit did i unplug or something i don't know and it it grabs you it reminds you exactly what you're listening to it was a lot i think it's a very i don't know uh perfectly associated with this album in the sense that it's a very well-crafted outro yeah I think it it sticks out from the rest of the album. It's not one you can mix up at all. It shows exactly what both of them are doing very well, and it's very catching. It's very mm-hmm. grabby without being obnoxious or, mm-hmm. like, catchy. Mm-hmm. And I am such a fucking fan of it. <laughs> yeah, there's it. it's fantastic. Uh, I really like their titles, too, their track titles. Yeah. Real good. Real good. Um a treatise dedicated to the avian heiress from the northeast Nubis. Oh yeah, That's I didn't. We didn't even talk about that song. That track's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're also goddamn uh, good. Eulogy, I like yeah. a lot. Yeah, eulogy. I laughed so hard the first time I saw eulogy. <laughs> it's spelled out Y O U. Eulogy. Yep. Yep. Ah, oh, this was good. This was a good yeah. album. Thanks for bringing it, Cameron. This is this was. Fantastic. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad you liked it. I was pretty sure I was going to quit if you didn't. Ha! 
<laughs> you say that a lot. <laughs> I do say the lot. Yeah, I, I, sent, that I, sent that to, I sent that to Ted today. I was like, if Josh doesn't like Black Up, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this would be a hard podcast to do without you guys. Like, yeah, no, and that's, that's kind of like what I'm talking about with this album. Like, this album is... Yeah, I, I would say... I don't know. Like, I would be pretty surprised if someone... I don't know. Like, of course, someone will not like it. There's always someone who doesn't like something. Yeah, but, I mean, it's how like, it goes. This album is just, like, so, so fucking likable, I think. Like, mm. yeah. for pretty much any type of music fan, except people who just, like, hate hip-hop, I guess. Suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't like hip-hop, you don't like hip-hop. But yeah. if you But, do, like, I think for, like, pretty much any other music yeah. fan. Yeah, it's, it's totally like, worth listening to. This has yeah. something very, very grabbable. Yeah. So Guys, that's uh, Shabazz Palaches. Shabazz um, Palachi. Hey who Shabazz. Uh, <laughs> hey who Shabazz. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah you Shabazz. Sorry. Yeah you yeah, Shabazz. Yeah, you Shabazz. Uh, guys, <laughs> I have news this week. What? Whoa whoa whoa! Black up. You're gonna talk about news now? <laughs> okay, that was all right. That was all right. Thanks, Ted. I've been waiting uh, this entire time yeah, for that. Nice. Just for the record. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I've got news. Um. <laughs> I did. I did get to the bottom of Alex Turner and Josh Homme, but basically they're they're besties, sorta. Uh, they're all about the so, bottomless. Pit. All right. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to start with like the serious news? Uh, let's go with one. No, God, there there are three. It. There are three things. Wasn't that I think the M and M's their news? All right. Oh shut God. up for a second. There are three things I think that are totally worth talking about this week. Okay. Um, because I think two of them are important, and one of them is like hilariously bad taste so do you want to talk about the one that might be in our end of the year this was perhaps the worst dumbest thing anyone did in music this I year i want to hear that one last doing that last hear that last, last. last because okay. i'm not going to care about the others so let's talk about the serious things um one there are rumors circulating that within two years apple is going to abandon music downloads hmm. like they're, they they so they have come out and said like Apple never comes out and says anything but they've come out and said that they are not but the rumors are they're they're out there and they're like from pretty credible sources um essentially like their download share has been going down year by year and like not insignificantly like 2013 they had a uh, in millions, they had, so let's just count it. It's a 1.2 billion uh, music downloads, approximately, in 2013. In 2016, they're down to a billion. So, like, over the course of three years, that's a pretty significant drop, and it's and it, it's been trending downwards. Like, so the there are. And then there's a bunch of, like, culture arguments around Steve Jobs, who, like, people were pretty sure would have would have wanted to kill it. Because at this point, like, it's starting to cannibalize their own industry, um, since they've got Apple Music now. So, like, mm-hmm. there is some, there's some fairly compelling evidence that suggests by the end of 2018, they are looking at getting out of the actual music download game. Right, they're kill kill that part of it. Um, so that'll be weird, right? That'll be super super weird because of how it'll impact labels and 
and like the idea of content ownership um mm-hmm. because it all it, it's already like you don't own the music you get you own a license to listen to it but like that's already tentative and you would have less of an argument that you own the music if you didn't have it as a download aspect, right? If you couldn't, and Apple, Apple's been shitty about that already too. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I actually had iTunes, there was multiple times where I it just my library got wiped for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of the music I'd too. already paid for, I would have had just to buy on. again. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, sorry about it. You'll have to buy it again," which is so shitty. Did we did we talk last week about that thing where? Uh, they wipe your library like they integrated iTunes match directly into iTunes essentially Mm-mm. so a, a few years ago they debuted a service called iTunes match essentially what it was is you'd pay $30 a year and they would take like take stock of your library upload any tracks that you had that they didn't have to their database and then let you re-download and play the versions they had which were really high quality typically so that's not I don't believe that's its own service anymore, but it's kind of like implicit in iTunes now. There's a problem with it though. Um as you can imagine, there's a problem with it. First, it doesn't it isn't unique to versions of the song, right? So like if you happen to have like a rare CD or a rare pressing of a particular mix of something, like it'll wipe your mix and give you whatever they have. So, like, people have lost, like, recordings that they simply cannot recover anymore. Um, Also, it looks for anything that's music, not just, like, licensed, labeled music. So, like, if you happen to record your own track, it'll, like, wipe it from your computer, put it on their servers, and then feed it back to you. Which, like, it's it's kind of an edge case, right? Like, that's not going to impact me, but it is pretty weird. Um, so, like, they're, they're already super weird about it, and, like, now with these rumors, I wouldn't be surprised to see if it happened, to, to see it happen, you know? Like, the only real argument is that labels would be super unhappy about it, because they're a major source of sales for labels, right? Right. And that would Mm -hmm. just, like, tear the footing out from under labels in a really brutal way. So that like, would really shift the game yeah. for music labels and music in general. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so that's super crazy. So I thought we should bring it up and talk about it a little bit. Um, it's interesting to see where music is going, man. I don't know. It like imagine imagine being from a country that cannot like reliably stream music, right? Like, holy shit, access gets so much harder. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it. There could be some weird shit associated with that. So I wanted to bring that up and touch on it a little bit. If you guys have anything to offer, um, please. Like any thoughts before we move on? Uh, can we talk about M and M's again? Because I think that was way more interesting than that. Really? <laughs> <Just kidding>. No, I... <laughs> no, no, Man, no. I mean, I, I think that's... I've never been an Apple person. I, I think. Yeah. I've li- I had an iPod when I was sixteen when they were first blowing up when they really changed the market for mp3 and they made mp3s a household thing and then they just made them ipods like even now no matter what mp3 like when there was a bunch of things or if you use your phone people say ipod it's like oh what do you got on your ipod 
Like it's still ingrained. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always made me feel sort of uneasy. And they've always been really shitty about how they do really anything. Um, Steve Jobs was a big asshole, though he was very much a creative genius in a lot of ways. Um, and that, so, you know, you always got that argument, whether it matters if the person is or wasn't. Or what um, they did. Because I right? listen to a lot of great music by a lot of shitty people. Um, but Apple's always been shifty about mm-hmm. their licensing um, and, like, what they choose to do and how they treat their customers. I mean, and in, fa- in fairness, me. they're not alone in that. But no, like, of course I, they're not. But I'm, I'm, they're like the face of as, it. As I guess. someone who uses their iTunes, their their Spotify equivalent, and as someone who has an iPhone and who like has his own laptop and is recording on a lap on that that like old iBook or whatever, and like uses one for work, I'm kind of with you. Like, it's super weird that they're looking at doing that. But like, we can't write off how huge that would be. It's for a the big goddamn deal. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I mean. It it's probably a good business decision. Yeah, because they're constantly like shifting how that shit all happens. They've got a so, they've got a working uh, Spotify competitor. They're not near Spotify numbers, like. No. But they've got leverage to to get more exclusive artists. They just picked up Drake, um, like, and and by the way. Like, remember when we were talking a year ago about, like, weird music tribalism? It's fucking happening, man. We're there. That didn't take long at all. God damn Which it. part? Weird music tribalism. Like, this album comes to Tidal, and this one comes to Spotify, and this one's for Apple Music. Which service do you get? We're there. Well, they, at, where it's at now, they're, most of them are being released on all platforms eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. They so. are. You you are ending up with options, but like, I don't know, man. I, it's it's weird. It it definitely like it makes it harder. And we never talk about this, but you still have the option of like just buying the album. Yeah, yeah. you could just well, buy the album. Well, from, not always. I mean, because not always. Fucking yeah. uh, fucking um, the life of Pablo. You could. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. he's kind of a rare case. Right, I but I guess it's true. Like, there are a lot of albums now that are coming out like digitally before, like a couple months mm-hmm. before they get a physical release. Um, um, now that like surprise releases just be just like a normal thing now. It's yeah. A big deal. Um, Speaking yeah. of album that's coming out uh, phys- uh, digitally before it gets a release, Teens of Denial. Its uh, physical release got pushed back like a month and a half, I think, uh. because um, one of the the people who like agreed to license a sample said at the last minute, no, I don't want to do it. And they'd already made all of the records. Like, that's thousands of records that are just going to have to be melted, like, that they can't sell. Um, yeah. So that's still coming out on the 20th, and there will be a different cut of that song that apparently has, like, is is just a different thing. Um, but, like, it's only digital for a while. And if you were a bigger name, you could bet that it would only be on one of those services. So... It's weird, man. It's weird. Um, speaking of weird, my other like depressing story: SoundCloud. Guess what SoundCloud's about to do? Did either? Oh of you yeah, they're this? gonna get rid of like DJ mixes and stuff. Yep, they're what? about. Dude, yeah. that sucks. That's like one of That's the like big the things. That's like the point of SoundCloud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The they they haven't like specified what it's going to be specifically, but essentially, they're like they're putting significant limitations on DJ mixes and like. Yeah. 
it could be just a full block on everything that's not cleared by the artist. Or that the used to be one of the like main things I would listen to on SoundCloud was like live mixes from like electronic artists. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they like, the they'd have, like the uh, yeah, the what is it? The Daft Punk live mix on there is where that came out. Yeah, right? and he well, and he had like shitloads of live mixes from shows on there that are like two yeah. hours long. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, totally. And, and tons of artists have that where they just throw those on there, and they've so like. They can, like They've been straight up deleting accounts like of, of people who post DJ mixes. Like yeah. and they haven't told people what the criteria are, right? Like yeah. and, and some of those accounts, from what I hear, are part of their uh, Go service, which is a paid subscriber service. Like mm-hmm. and they're not being told what's going on with it. They're just having their shit deleted. So like SoundCloud that's a huge part of why why I would go to SoundCloud. I don't know. Like you guys said. Yeah. Um, yeah, that yeah that'll be that'll suck if uh, that starts because I think I think SoundCloud is one of the cooler music services out there. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah. We yeah thought... just because it's like unique like that like people can throw up like fucking two hour long things, <laughs> you know, of just <laughs> like them and, playing live or whatever. And then like and people like, can can annotate them, which is yeah. rad. Like you can comment yeah. on a. Sp- it's a fun thing. Yeah. No, it's a super cool website. Um, I wonder if it's like something that's being forced on them, or if it's them trying to alter their listener. I don't know um, what they're offering their listeners. I know. I know they already like monitor for licensing violations because, like, when I would throw radio shows up on there, they would get <laughs> yeah. taken down pretty because, quickly. Yeah, I mean, because they'd be like, "Oh, your radio show has a copy of this." song that is owned by sony you know like yep. <laughs> so well, we took it down apparently this comes uh, in the wake of a of some deals between universal music group and sony so yeah. like it sounds like they're basically partnering up to restrict what you can throw up on there which is yeah pretty messed that up sucks. it yeah. sucks yeah i mean i remember that that's what happened not the exact same but with youtube when youtube was getting big and then they were like sorry everybody this shit we can't we can't just like have this yeah. licensed music anymore without a license we're gonna get in way too much trouble and everyone's like oh damn you yeah, yeah. so it sucks yeah so it's not it's a really a... good position for them either because it's probably gonna yeah because that's the one of the thing that's that's appealing about their website like that's not a feature you would get rid of if there were you know mm-hmm. no consequences mm-hmm. for sure definitely because that's yeah. like that brings a lot of traffic to their sites like a lot of people go for that kind of stuff yeah because it's Absolutely. unique to them you know like yeah, one no one else that really that. has that. Yeah, that sucks for them. Yeah, it sucks for everybody else, but that that's going to be a huge issue for them. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I like. I wish they would explain it though. Like, I wish they would tell people what the criteria is. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys want to hear about the dumb news? Like, yes. The the horrible PR move. Okay. So, are you guys familiar with the band Yacht? Yes. You are awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> Are you familiar with how Yacht recently announced that they had a sex tape leaked? Uh, no. Did not hear about that. Okay. Like the whole band? Uh, there's only two of them, but yes. Yeah. Are uh, having sex with each other? Yes. Um, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I, just, I just wanted to check if it was like the band's sex tape. So they went on Facebook and they said, hey, uh... We had this sex tape stolen from us, uh, and shit, we don't know what to do, we don't know what to do, oh, I know what we'll do, 
we'll sell it for $5 to get out in front of this. Right? We'll make this ours. We'll sell it for $5. So they sold it for $5. And, like, that got that got a kind of interesting response. Like, uh, it's, they've, they've been partners since 2006, as in romantic partners since 2006. Um, and, and they were like, what we'll do is we'll sell it to get agency back. So, a day later, some things leaked out, including an email that was sent, uh, sent to a media group where, uh, <laughs> where they said, and this is verbatim, for the upcoming music video, for our song, I Wanna Fuck You Till I'm Dead, we're faking <laughs> a sex tape leak. <laughs> so they faked their own sex tape leak, pled for help, and then tried to sell it for $5 in this weird fucking promotional move to, like, <laughs> to to big up their own music video. Wait, so is is it actually a sex tape, though? It is actually a sex tape. That's brilliant. Okay, That's fucking yeah. excellent. Well, I've never, I have never heard of them before now, and I've got, like, fucking interest in them because that's a really fucking weird thing to do but here's the fucked up thing like think about people who actually have a sex tape leaked oh yeah and how like fucked that situation must be emotionally and they Mm -hmm. were just like we're gonna capitalize on this this will be great like yeah they were kind of parodying parodying revenge porn like super messed up actually um, mm-hmm. And since then, they released a sort of flippant non-apology, and then were like, wait, oh fuck. Uh, oh my god, that was actually really bad. Uh, uh, okay, um, we're really sorry. Yeah. Essentially. It's, I mean, it's not, it's definitely not pleasant. It's, PR-wise, they've got a lot of attention now. They're, yeah. they're gonna... Well, they yeah, got probably they got a lot of they got a lot of attention, but like, not all good, of course. But a lot yeah, of it that's... was, a lot of it was negative. Like a lot of mm-hmm. it was like, holy shit! I can't believe that this band that I loved, like, tried to capitalize on this horrific thing. Uh, yeah, they they released a statement which was um, essentially an apology. Uh, like a real apology that actually ended with P.S. We're sorry for our shitty non-apology yesterday too. There's no justifying it. We clearly didn't get it then. We get it now. Uh, yeah. So good on them. Because I, mm-hmm. good on them for the. I I can, because it happens. You know. I mean, to it, it happens where you do a thing and you're like, I see what people are saying. Sort of. I mean, it's kind of shitty in that way, but it's not that bad. And then you like have someone explain it properly. Like, oh my god. This is actually really awful. That was totally racist thing I just did, or like for years and never realized. Sort of like one of those moments, or like in this case, like capitalizing on yeah, capitalizing on people's like Like, capitalizing on on victims. victims. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. it's super messed up. Like, yeah, I I wonder how it'll pan out to that for them because I I get the impression that they're going to be there. There are a lot of people who are deeply unhappy with them that mm-hmm. are fans of the band. So like totally. It can go a lot of ways. Like I I don't like I don't hope that it ruins their careers. I hope that they fucking learn from it. Um but like in terms of PR, I, it was not a good move. 
Yeah, and I mean, uh, like I was saying, it's it's one of those things. Unfortunately, when you're in the spotlight, when you do something that you find out is really inappropriate, everyone also knows. Like, how many times in your life have you done that where you're just like, wow, oh man, I was totally saying something that I had no idea. And I'm so happy no one really heard what I just said on accident. Yeah. So, and that's that's one of the many reasons I would never want to be famous because I do yep. way too much shit that's not okay, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate mm-hmm. for them yeah. and for people that have been through that. I mean, no one wants to go through that or go through pretending to do that and then realizing what you did. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like. They, they, there were two different statements. Like, there was the statement when they said they were going to sell it, where they were like, hey, so we've been researching sex tapes and the ones that get leaked, and, you know, Pamela Anderson never saw a dime from the tape that she got leaked, and Paris Hilton lost a court battle with the man who leaked her video. Uh, so, if you want to see it, I guess, like, at least make sure we benefit from it. Because, uh, I guess, just do that. And like, holy shit, the, the, the way that they phrased that and we're like, we're victim. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So mm. in terms of real bad PR moves, I, I'm noting this one for our end of the year discussions. Like, wow. Oof. And that's what I got for music news, gentlemen. Woo. Woo. You survived. I, I told you that there was like some important shit that I wanted to talk about this week. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Guys, I think that's a show. Next that's week. Show. Next week, uh, we are going to be doing another wheel album, which means we will have some people here and maybe some people gone. I don't know what the exact layout will probably be. Probably not me. Cannon will Most probably likely. be gone. Ted. <laughs> yeah. You better be here. Because... I'd say there's a 95% chance I'm not going to be there next week. All right, 95%. Yeah. <laughs> Following that, uh, there is a chance we'll be able to do a show on the 30th, but no guarantee. Um, yeah. And then we will miss the show on the 6th because I won't be gone, and then or I will be gone, and then we'll probably miss the following two shows after that, and we'll probably resume again around the end of june maybe on a new schedule depending on how it's gonna be a bumpy yeah it's gonna be yeah but we're gonna (laughs) bumpy doing stuff we're gonna fucking do it it's gonna happen i believe in us Um, oh i wanted to point out really quickly this is going to be the last episode of the show recorded in ksua last episode ever recorded in actual studio that was such a good spot (laughs) for it too i know oh it was so it's such good sound. Memories. So next week, uh, The Wheel has chosen for us. Uh, we're going to be listening to Not for the Want of Trying by Maybe She Will, all one word. I have That was a very confusing text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea about what that is. So we're going to learn together. You know, if I'll, like, I'll be in Val... So Joey's going to be on this, right? Yes, this is, Joey has to. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll be in Valdez, but... Yeah, thing is, I this will be my yeah. first day at my new job. I know it's going to be yeah, dude, long don't hours, even, don't lowering Valdez. But well, I mean, if, let's say let's if, say if, if it it's like not, if it. it's like a normal day, then I'll just go like hang out with Joey and record it with them. Yeah, like I'll, it, I'll listen to the album, yeah. and if I can show up, I'll show up. But yeah, not, do it yeah. if if you Sweet. can. If not, don't worry about it. As long as we yeah. have uh, three people, at least we should be good. Um, 
Get at us. Uh, tell us whether you prefer helicopters or trains. Um, Don't. Hashtag helicopters. <laughs> hashtag trains. Hashtag. No, helicopters. I'm on helicopter side. Uh, well, I'm, I'm on both sides. Trains. They're team, different team, vehicles. Team, <laughs> team helicopter trains. Yeah. I, I want a helicopter train. Um, yeah, get it at us on Twitter, on on Gmail, soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com, on Facebook. Uh, we still have an Instagram, though we haven't been using it much lately. Um, yeah, man. Hit us up. We we want to hear from you, and uh, we, we hope you enjoy our last couple episodes. They I felt pretty good about them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm um, getting better. So, yeah, that's it. That's the show. Guys, play me out. Awesome. Awesome. Good. Good. Let's stop there. That was probably my best beat yet. <laughs> <laughs>